Welcome to the Fiber for Breakfast podcast, a series that discusses fiber as the critical infrastructure for today's growing broadband needs. Listen in as Gary Bolton, CEO and President of the Fiber Broadband Association, speaks with industry thought leaders and experts about connectivity issues and the impact on the remote workplace. I hope you enjoy today's discussion, which will start momentarily. And remember, subscribe and like this podcast on your favorite platform. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Fiber Broadband Association's Five for Breakfast. We're now in our 18th episode of 2023. But before we kick off, I'd like to thank Wesco, the platinum sponsor of Five for Breakfast, and our gold sponsor, Graybar. You know, in Washington, D.C. today, the Fiber Broadband Association is filing comments with NTI on NEPA, the National Environmental Policy Act procedures, and categorical exclusions. This is an important proceeding as it has to do with NTI's process for analyzing the environmental effects of the bead funding um, and what a wrong process could result in introducing significant delays and costs into the program. So FPA supports NTI's decision to largely adopt the NEPA procedures established by FirstNet and we generally are comfortable with its proposed categorical exclusions but we're concerned the way the NTI proposed to define the extraordinary circumstances is unduly expansive. And given that conducting environmental assessments and environmental impact statements takes a long time, we're proposing that time not be counted against the B program's four-year completion deadline. You know, we're also getting a lot of questions about NTI's middle mile grants. So Secretary Romando testified last week before the Senate appropriations that NTI has working hard to get the middle mile money out by the end of June. So look for it here in, um, I guess we're in May, so next by the end of next month. Our next Regional Fiber Connect workshop is coming up quickly and be held on May 16th in Austin, Texas. You know, this is going to be really important given that Texas is eligible to $3 billion of bead funding. So Texas is going to be the largest recipient potentially and you're not going to want to miss it. So please register today as the hotels and the workshops sell out very quickly. You know, after Austin, our next Regional Fiber Connect workshop will be in Lake Tahoe, California on June 21st. So not only is this going to be a great educational event, but what better place than being in Squaw Valley in June. So it's going to be awesome. I hope you guys can join us there. And then also, registration opened this week for Fiber Connect 23 in Orlando from August 20th to 23rd. This will be the biggest and best fiber event in the world this year with over 4,000 attendees and an amazing program. You know, this event has sold out the past two years and we anticipate the same this year. So please don't wait to register or book your room at the Gaylord. And join us Tuesday, May 9th, next week at 11 a.m. Eastern for a special webinar, Improvements to the Supply Chain. The Fiber Broadband Association Supply Chain Working Group will provide an update on what's going on with the fiber industry supply chain. You can register at our website under webinars. And that brings us to today's Fiber Breakfast session with Joseph J.J. Jones and Rich Williams discuss Fiber Connect 23, Let the Disruption Begin. You know, last week on Fire for Breakfast, we heard from John Schultz, AT&T's Director of Sustainability Integration, on fiber, a climate hero. This was a great discussion on how AT&T is helping businesses 
reduce a gigaton of global emissions by 2035 and how AT&T is going to reach its zero carbon footprint goals. You know, last week we also held a global webinar with our results from a sustainability survey and the key takeaways is that Europe is far and away the leader in sustainability efforts and Latin America is a distant second. Unfortunately, the U.S. and the rest of the world are well behind and our industry needs to act in developing plans to achieve zero carbon footprint. And fiber is going to be a giant contributor to being able to meet those targets. Today on Fiber for Breakfast, we have the pleasure of hearing from the Fiber Broadband Association's chairman and chair of Fiber Connect 23, Joseph J.J. Jones, the president of Ontrack, and Rich Williams, our Fiber Connect 23 program director and the founder and president of Connect 2 Communications. They're going to share with you some insights on why Fiber Connect 23 will be the biggest and best fiber broadband event in the world, if not in history, and what fiber will disrupt next. You know, JJ is the president of OnTrack Inc. and is the chairman of the board for the Fiber Broadband Association, and has been the long-serving chairman of the Fiber Connect Conference Committee. Rich Williams is the president of Connect2 Communications PR Agency, and he works with clients on messaging, program development, and goals with the team at Connect2 to ensure programs develop match clients' priorities. In his role as FBA's conference program director, he works with the executive team and other stakeholders to craft and curate the agendas for the regional Fiber Connect workshops and the annual Fiber Connect conference and expo. So welcome, JJ and Rich. And for our audience, please type in your questions um, as we go, and we'll work them into the Q&A. So let's kick things off. You know, today's session is really basically an insider's guide to Fiber Connect 23 with the leadership of the conference and why it's become the number one broadband conference in the world. But before we jump into the conference, just start with JJ and Rich's partnership and why you guys are so passionate about the conference and why you're having so much fun. So JJ, you know, you've been leading the conference efforts at the Fiber Broadband Association for over a decade, and your company's been involved with the Fiber Broadband Association's leadership for over two decades. Can you talk about a little bit about why the Fiber Broadband Association's been such a strong priority for your company for such a long time? Yeah, I'd be glad to, Gary. And first, let me just say thank you to uh, Fiber Broadband Association, Fiber for Breakfast, uh, having Rich and I on. Uh, this is really one of the favorite times of the year as uh, the planning process has completed, and now it's kind of more in execution mode as we uh, build up uh, to August for Fiber Connect. But if I, if I look back, um, really, you know, 20 years ago, our company, Gary, started in 2003, and uh, fiber was still so new that we wanted to make sure we were part of an organization that focused specifically kind of in our space, just through continued education, training, networking, what the latest equipment was, and a place that our company and our leadership would have a voice and can make a difference. And for us, back then, it was the Fiber of the Home Council, so that kind of dates how long I've been around that. And then we, of course, rebrand it to the Fiber Broadband Association. But FBA has been and continues to be the go-to place for all things fiber broadband. And, and I would just kind of say for those companies out there that might be early into this space, uh, whether you're a service provider or a vendor, um, FBA is the place to, to, to connect with, to uh, really to hear from the industry leaders and experts. And for that, 
20 years, it's really served our company well, and uh, we're just glad to be a part of it, Gary. Well, you know, JJ, you know, you've had, personally had an amazing career, you know, ascending to the president of your company at such a young age, you know, and, you know, Mike um, has been such an amazing contributor at Fiber Broadband Association, you know, he's on our senior council, um, you know, has been um, our chair several times before you. So, I mean, kind of what does it take to, you know, really get to your your position and, you know, kind of what have you learned from Mike and from the industry? Well, you, you know, I can't say enough great things about Mike Hill, um, our company's former CEO and and uh, former chairman of the board for many years for Fiber Broadband Association. But, you know, when I think of some of the things I learned from Mike and just his leadership style, it was really servant leadership. Um, he really stressed on being involved, uh, making a difference, not only at our company, but also at the association level. Uh, Mike had just a real uh, knack for just caring for others. Uh, no matter how busy Mike was, Mike always had an open door um, that you could come in and talk with him, a brainstorm, or uh, just share life. And uh, so just his caring for others, and he really led by example. And um, a lot of people don't know this, but, you know, our company started in 2003, but um, I actually started working for Mike um, in, in 1996. So him and I have over 25 years history together. Um, he's been a great mentor. He's been a great leader um, for the association. And um, I've learned a lot from him and many others. Um, I think so much about timing. Um, I had great timing and, and great mentors. Um, so far in my life and just very grateful for that that's awesome and uh, it's great that mike still you know contributes into senior yep. council and um we really appreciate everything you're doing jj for us rich um you know you and i have known each other for decades and you know you've run marketing for some of the most successful startups in history such as sycamore and then you went out i guess it's probably been close to 15 20 years when you started your own company um ctt was it always C2C? Wasn't it something before that? It was always Connect2. And it was, it's actually, this is our 20th anniversary. Oh, congratulations. Nice. Okay. So what are the same things that you've seen over the years that have really led up to this moment that really makes 2023 the pivotal year for our industry? I think one of the things that's been interesting to watch over the last couple of decades is just how the, the, the network and the industry has really felt like it was heading toward this point. This is a major pivot point in the industry where, where things can transform. And I think one of the things that's unique is the opportunity the industry has, along with support from federal and state programs and the, the broader ecosystem to really address a problem that has existed um, for decades, and that's closing the digital equity gap. And it seems like you know the, the momentum is there, the will is there, the the people are there. Um, and I, I just think we're at a a signature moment and it's it's really great to see how fba has taken such a leadership position to create forums and opportunities for people to get together and discuss challenges and look for ways to overcome obstacles you know i i have to say i i see your um fiber forward in your background um i want to get credit for that because i know you know i want to get credit for my <laughs> tell us a little bit i mean so we got the uh, dogs playing poker. So tell us a little bit, kind of the inspiration for this cover. Well, so you had challenged us to, to 
have something creative and you know it's one of those probably in the shower moments when you're not thinking about things and i and i was thinking wouldn't it be kind of fun to take something that everybody recognizes as something classical or historic and pivot it and, and make it about us about fiber connect or fiber, um, uh, what's happening in the industry and so for some reason the dogs playing poker popped in my head and i did a little research and found out it was a series of like 11 or 13 different um paintings and so we had the idea and it's a great one that um which showed like you know the, the theme the idea was the year that everyone had everyone's everyone's stakes are on the table right well if you're gonna do that then poker is a nice way to to communicate that and so we had a lot of fun um designing this cover um picking the dogs we we picked the dogs are all from the top 10 breeds so there were no dogs that were specific to anything um and had a lot of fun with it and then i still remember it at the regional event where we were trying to the the, the sign behind the dog that has um opened 25-3 we were trying to figure out i was like it had something else first it was it, it just felt like a mess like a missed opportunity to have what it was i think it was the name of the bar and you and i were texting back and forth gary about what it should be and going back and forth and finally kind of came to me i'm like open 25-3 and i saw you read it and started laughing i'm like okay i see you laughing that's it <laughs> so there's there's i think eight or ten easter eggs hidden in hidden in the design um so i hope i hope people have enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed making it and we look forward to sharing the, Q, the q2 uh, cover because we went back to the creative well and have something kind of special planned for that too well, um, awesome hey uh so, you know, Fiber Broadband's been hosting these regional Fiber Connect workshops all over the country, and each of these has been a successive record. I mean, it just, we get more attendees and it just, they're better and better and better. So obviously, you know, post-pandemic, fiber has become important to everyone, and we have a lot of federal, state, and local subsidies, but something really special seems to be happening. You know, JJ, your company is performing the actual fulfillment of fiber you guys are actually connecting fiber to the house and yeah. states across the nation so you have the boots on the ground what are your guys seeing you know what is making this such a special moment in our industry yeah on you know on track's been working with surf providers since we started in 2003 gary and uh so we provide the installation fulfillment side which is the fiber drops and then the in-home installations and so what was true back in 2003 is still true today. Communities want what's best for their individuals, for families, for businesses, schools, healthcare providers. It's still true. Uh, nothing like that has changed in 20 years. And the digital divide is just not a talking point, but it's a reality. You know, I think about our 20 year history. We have partnered with over 30 service providers in communities. Uh, currently, we're in 14 different communities in 10 different states. And these communities, Gary, are both rural, some urban um but they don't have reliable options and what we're seeing is there's still a great need for reliable high-speed symmetrical broadband service which can only be accomplished through fiber um, the incumbents are not serving the communities well you've got poor customer service experience you've got high prices poor speeds congested networks and there is a great need and the time is now never in our history have we had an opportunity to rise up as an industry as a country and end the digital divide and uh you know we joke with our planning group when you talk about these regional events that i honestly think we could throw a dart at a blank map 
And wherever that dart landed, we could go and do a regional conference and have a successful audience based on just the need just across this country for for high speed fiber broadband that's reliable. And um, um, so we all have a great opportunity and uh, Fiber Connect is a great place to come and learn um, and to help us get there, to help us accomplish our goals. Well, that's great. I just want to touch on one thing you said is, um, so there are areas incumbents don't do a good job, but there are certainly areas they do a great job. And really the areas you're focused in is in areas that um, the communities have been left behind. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, it really is. The places we're going, there's not any broadband providers. They're usually the first one. And, um, and like the the incumbents are not fiber broadband providers and they're just not serving well. And uh, that's rural, that's even some urban. And um, we're even in some kind of what I'll call maybe mid-major cities that still don't have reliable internet. And it's just, it's 2023 and it still kind of blows me away that we're at that point, but it is what it is. And um, we are all as a group, as an association uh, working to end that. So Rich and JJ, I mean, you guys have become the Rich and JJ show. But, um, you know, the theme for this year's conference is what fiber disrupts next. And when I look at, you know, quantum networking and I'm looking at the metaverse and artificial intelligence and I mean, so much. Um, but can you give us a view on the tasty meal that you're going to be preparing for us in Orlando? Yeah, we, we've, uh, man, Gary, it's just been exciting. I, I look back at um you know 2021 and we hit uh 2000 uh, attendees for fiber connect you know right out of the pandemic not sure what that's going to look like for us and so 2021 we hit 2000 last year in 22 we grew a thousand we hit 3000 attendees and so this year um man just with the excitement the need we think we're going to hit 4000 attendees at fiber connect which is just incredible growth um, it just shows you just the just the hunger of information for all things fiber broadband. So 4,000 attendees, 225 speakers, five pre-conference educational tracks, seven main conference educational tracks, 42 breakout sessions, uh, 235 exhibitors in our biggest expo hall yet. We're gonna have 41,000 square feet of exhibit space. Um, it's just incredible. We're going to have a C-suite forum, some new fiber meetups, technology deep dives, uh, state broadband summit on Wednesday, and so much more. I know we'll dive into more specifics uh, with Rich here in a couple minutes, but um, you do not want to miss uh, Fiber Connect 23, Orlando, Florida, at the Gaylord Palms. Um, it's going to be the must-go-to event of the year for all things fiber. And, and Rich, you know, you like to talk about that um, the conference is like a nice meal. Can you maybe describe what you mean by that? I am a bit of a foodie, so maybe that maybe I'm just projecting onto the conference. But um, if you look at the pre-conference workshops, you know, that's where we introduce new topics, new partners, um, and that's sort of your appetizer. That's the day you come in early. Not everyone has an appetizer, but you should. This year, you should absolutely save room for the appetizer, so don't eat lunch. This, um, we have five pre-conference workshops. We have the, the traditional um, broadband toolkit that FDA does. We have a workshop on sustainability. We have a workshop on um, uh, community broadband. 
We have a workshop on Middle Mile, and I'm particularly excited is that we're partnering this year with the National Association of Counties to really talk about fiber broadband at the local level. Um, and that's gonna be a great session, um, a new level of content for FBA. Moving on to the meal, the meat and potatoes of it, um, maybe the Chateau Bion, if you wanna get a little, you know, a little fancier. Um, we've added, you know, last year in 2022, we had some great new content. This year, we pushed ourselves to add more. Um, as you mentioned, the, 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 the theme is what fiber disrupts next. And so we have introduced something called Operator Light Talks. And these are 18-minute TED Talk-style talks that are um, from our carrier members to talk about how their networks are supporting and delivering innovation and disruption in their markets to really underpin that theme. We've got um, AT&T, Google Fiber, Frontier, EPB, Think Internet, and Lumos Fiber delivering those over the course of a conference. Um, and then on, you know, on uh, and then the afternoon has seven different breakout sessions to continue that, that meal. And this year we've partnered with the Broadband Forum for those engineers and um, uh, scientists that want technology, you know, deep dives on technology. We have 90 minute sessions um, called technology deep dives that, that we're curating with the Broadband Forum. And then dessert, save room for dessert on Wednesday, um, we have really focused that agenda on what we're calling the State Broadband Summit. And that's where we're packing all the information that's going to be critical for people to know as state broadband officers and communities look to leverage federal and state funding to, to build their five-year plans. And I'm really excited by the speakers we have um, lined up for that. It's going to be a great way to, to, to end your Fiber Connect meal. Uh, that's 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 great, Rich. Uh, you know, we've been talking about this for months now. Um, just with our agenda, it's, it's jam-packed from Sunday to Wednesday. Uh, maybe touch on, uh, let the audience know a little bit about some of our new networking opportunities because, you know, we kind of take it for granted. Um, we've been doing FiberConnect for so long, but there's so many, you know, newbies that come to uh, FiberConnect each year, and we want to try to find some ways to serve them and get them connected. So share a little bit just about some of the networking opportunities. Sure. So, and we have, like you said, networking opportunities for all different groups that might be attending. Um, starting with on Sunday, we have two um, uh, network meetups um, at Rutgers Bar at the resort, and that's for um, fiber under 40. So people that are you know, younger in our industry. And then um, we have, um, DE&I on Monday night. And then on Tuesday, I'm sorry, Sunday night. On Monday night, we have the Women in Fiber meetup, and then we have the um, New to Fiber Connect. And I might have those dates mixed up a little bit. But that's going to be at the 5 o'clock somewhere bar on the Expo Hall. So just opportunities to show up, you know, meet people, introduce yourself, exchange business cards for those that still have those, um, and, uh, and make those connections. And then for our executive levels, we've created some programming called the C-Suite Forum. And that is invite-only executive sessions with some pretty amazing high-level regulatory and federal leaders to meet with the executives of the companies from our premier membership that are building these networks. So it's really a meeting of the minds of the people that are providing the funding to the people that are actually building networks. And that's Monday afternoon. And then we have a welcome party sponsored by AdTran on Monday night, and then Havana Nights Tuesday night, um, that's sponsored by Calix. So just great events throughout the, event, throughout the conference. So I think our Sunday nights are kickoff, but Monday nights, Havana Nights. 
Oh, that's it. Yes. Yeah. 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 I was just yeah. so excited. Yeah. I mixed up the date. <laughs> yeah. No, that's um, gonna be great. Yeah, what, what do we need to be wearing for Havana nights? Um, I, I picture my doors. Right. We've got to have. The doors yeah, are absolutely encouraged. <laughs> we've got to get some fiber broadband Hawaiian shirts and, and the whole deal. We've got to have a, this is going to be a great setting. I'm not sure if you've been to the Gaylord Palms before, but you know, you've got that nice, huge pool area. We're going to have some live music. And so that's going to be a fun time. And uh, we're, we're looking forward to that. Uh, Rich, also, we've got some special luncheons. Um, we've done these in the past, but uh, talk a little bit just about some of these special luncheons. I know some are invitation only, but uh, ways that we're trying to help with some groups and some networking as well through that. Sure. So we have the network operators luncheon. We have the public officials, um, which this year we're also broadening that to include the state uh, attendees from the state broadband offices. Um, we have Women in Fiber, which is always very popular. And then we have the keynote appreciation lunch that is um, in advance of the C-suite forum that brings all the keynote speakers together with um, FBA leadership, um, FBA member leadership. Um, and then, you know, one of the things, again, the networking, we've added a brand new program called Meet Your State Broadband Office. It'll be Tuesday afternoon where we're gonna, we've invited representatives from all 50 states plus territories um, to come meet with FBA members. It's pre-registration because it's um, CDN is limited um, and they'll get an opportunity to, it's an open moderated Q&A. So looking forward to that on Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, I just want uh, to mention the great. Women in Fiber, that is always such a <laughs> tremendous event, but it also sells out. So please, please, please register early because I, I hate when, you know, women are trying to go and they hadn't registered and uh, but, you know, they always invite me to go, which I'm, you know, I don't want to disrupt the women in fiber thing, but it is so emotional and um, it's really eye-opening for me to see what, you know, the last year women were standing up and giving testimonials and things like that. So it's a really important event. And, um, you know, so please register early for that. You know, so we got some questions that come in that came in and, um, you know, one is there's a tendency for, you know, these annual conferences to focus on the good news and success of fiber and industry, you know, but are there any potential clouds on the horizon, you know, or things that the industry should be thinking about as well? Yeah, good question. I feel like, you know, we have something that's gonna serve anyone, whatever stage they are, uh, wherever their role is or business is in the fiber broadband space. I feel like this year at Fiber Connect, we're gonna have something that serves everyone. Um, with a breakout session, general session, um, our state broadband summit. I feel like we're touching on so many different areas and Rich, I know you can add to it, but um, I really feel like this agenda is probably the, the fullest, richest one we've had um, ever as far as what we're covering. Yeah, I think we're trying to touch all bases, like you said, and have something for everyone, whether you're a technologist and, you know, the, the technology deep dives appeal or the market-driven breakout sessions to the state broadband summit. You know, I think what we want people to understand is because there's a lot of talk out there. We talked about obstacles and clouds. You know, there's people are are groups that are pushing for a, you know, more technology agnostic approach. And the reality is, the future isn't technology agnostic. 100% technology dependent. Like if people actually want these application services to be available, and you want to have any community benefit from the, the economic and and growth opportunities only delivered by fiber, it that's not a technology agnostic choice. It is 100% technology dependent. Yeah, I think 
you know, from my perspective, it's really preparing. I mean, why I think it's so important that leaders, and we're seeing, going to see more and more senior people show up at our event this year. It's you have to know what's on the horizon. The light talks are going to be operators are going to talk about what they're talking, you know, what the innovations and disruption they're creating. And I mean, for example, um, you know, the Economist had a great article this month on artificial intelligence, how it's hacked humanity. And you start looking at, you know, like Elon Musk and kind of the debates going on of, you know, are we opening Pandora's box with artificial intelligence? And these are the things, you know, this is going to happen whether we want it to or not. And so we need to prepare and prepare our networks and, and really see how these innovations um, really are going to affect the businesses that we're all working to build and um, how we're connecting every American. So I think there's a lot of, um, you know, and I'd say dark clouds are, you know, there's still a lot of policy issues um, that we're working through. You know, there's, con you know, things like technology neutral, you should use, you know, lesser technologies um, to connect Americans <laughs> versus being able to have something that's future proof, you know, and those, those kind of um, misguided issues, you know, we really need to get all together and make sure that we provide the best possible solutions for every American and not, con you know, create new digital divides with putting, you know, the wrong connectivity in place. So there's a lot, a lot to be talked about a lot. And we also invited the cable industry you know, we're embracing that as cables moving quickly to fiber that, you know, we need to all be rowing in the same direction. And so there's some a great cable track. So a lot of great stuff. Well, one of the things too, Gary, and this will be supported by Ting Internet, Ellie Moss, their CEO is doing his fire, his um, opera light talk on is fiber's role in disrupting customer experience. Because you said there's AI and there's machine learning and there's VR and telemedicine, all these applications are going to be flooding the home. And right now they're all designed be optimized for capacity. But when all these things are working in once and you're working from home and your kid's trying to watch a movie or whatever, you know, the person that's going to be impacted is customer experience. So the thing that's going to impact is customer experience. And fiber is really the only thing to future-proof customer experience. So their talk is on how, how fiber disrupts customer experience so that all these applications and services that might be designed in pin of the network can perform as they're supposed to because the network's capable of supporting it. Well, JD and Rich, I could talk all day on this, as we usually do talk all day on this. Um, this is great stuff. So really appreciate that everything that you guys are doing to build the best and most important um, event in the industry. And uh, we just really love how much fun that you both are having, you know, pulling this all together. So thanks everybody for joining us today. And I look forward to getting back together next Wednesday. We're going to be discussing redefining the meaning of P3, People, Partnerships and Preparation, with Trent Edwards, the president of Mirror's Broadband Division, as he discusses solving key construction issues that new owners operators are facing as they look to build fiber broadband networks so you're not going to miss that and we'll see you guys next wednesday thanks everyone <laughs>